Hmm, you can hear the heater making popping sounds in the background. Well, that's how you know it's winter. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Post-Employment Podcast, a podcast for the working millennial. I don't know why, but my, my headphones just... Something's weird today. I'm not sure what it is, though. So, this week... Um, so, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where I had a guest. I really would love to have more, so if anyone wants to be featured on here, wants to tell me their story... Uh, or multiple stories, whatever you feel. Hit me up. Let me know. (sighs) I am particularly chilly today. And it's just ridiculously windy out here in the East Coast. Um, So I actually struggled this week to figure out a topic to talk about, which eventually uh, unironically led me to talking about talking communication, uh, and the lack thereof that I've, uh, had to deal with, um, in the working life of a millennial. Some examples of this were meetings where nothing was decided, where you just sort of talked in circles over and over again. And, um, I've experienced this quite a bit when I worked at the health department. I had been tasked with a project Uh, It was a big one. It was creating this document that had never been really around. I don't think they've ever had this type of document um, that most companies, I think, have. Uh, I, you know, I became somehow the leader of this committee to do this, and we would meet. Um, We tried to meet once a month to decide things, um, report progress, uh, general discussions, I was that person in the meeting who (laughs) I just, I forced decisions to be made because I couldn't progress and my team couldn't progress unless decisions were made. And I remember at first I would feel guilty for speaking up. And I think part of that had to do with the fact that, uh, you know, as a, as a woman growing up, at least when I did, um, you, you know, your opinion wasn't meant to be said. However, uh, I'm me and, uh, it's 2018. So, um, you know, I, I made it known. And in the last episode of this podcast, Kylina and I talked about finding that balance of being aggressive and forthcoming about your, you know, beliefs or your opinions, but also, um, being respectful of, the other person that's listening. And so finding that balance is very difficult. Um, But I kind of, I learned. I mean, we all learn as we go. And a decision eventually did get made because I would (laughs) nag about it and say, okay, well, but I would do things like, okay, well, what what do we think about this? And do do we prefer this method over that method or things like that? Um, Because at the end of the day, you need something to be decided. That kind of leads me into uh, surprise meetings, because that happened a lot. Um, There was one meeting, and it had to do with uh, payroll. It was a a quarterly meeting. And because I was the backup for payroll, I 
didn't really... I've, I've learned by this point not to make assumptions. And I just assumed the person that actually does payroll before me would go to this meeting. Until 15 minutes before the meeting. And she had asked me, oh, are you going to the meeting? And, I was, and by that point, because, you know, they sent meeting reminders like weeks in advance. By that point, I deleted the email, completely forgotten about it. So I was like, I guess I am. So with 15 minutes, well, technically 10 by the time I had packed up my stuff, I had to get to a whole separate part of the town that it's a busy, busy area. So it obviously took a while to get to. So I'm sitting there panicking because I don't, my anxiety doesn't want me to be that person that shows up to the meeting super late in front of all these people. But, uh, I mean, I got to the meeting. That's not the point. The point is that it was a nice surprise meeting. There was a lot of those and not just for me. Suddenly you're told to be in this room at this time. Just no communication, uh, planning mindset involved. And perhaps this could just be a, a, a government thing, but you know, I don't think it's just a government thing. I think this is just something that people, for some reason, do. I don't know. But I'm going to join an argument that no one invited me to of uh, communication in specific with and about millennials. And I want to give a disclaimer that I don't define a millennial because there really is no clear answer on it. Like, you can get a lot of different answers if you were to Google it. Um, like what years, you know, millennial is. It is uh, common knowledge that millennials, obviously, well, and in any generation, we each generation sort of communicates differently. And I, I want to throw out the argument that millennials may communicate differently than other generations and older generations, but that doesn't make it any worse communication. The quality is generally still the same if you want to put quality onto the word communication. Um, it's just that we communicate in a different way, which is generally more visual. We're a more visual generation. And by that, I mean, we understand that complex concepts can be understood easier with visual content, um, which is why a lot of companies have actually had to revamp a lot of their marketing strategies to include visual stuff like videos and graphics and they get Instagram accounts. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to share with you a study that was done by TechSmith. Uh, they have a website and I'm going to leave a link to this article uh, in the description. They did a study of 125 office workers doing real world tasks and the ages of these workers varied. Each participant was asked to complete three everyday office tasks. They uploaded a post to a website, downloaded a new software application, and they filled out a expense form. Now the method that they were instructed varied. Um, they broke it down into thirds. So one third were communicated to do this task by plain text or text with static images. Like example would be an email with text or screenshots and then a video like a, like a recorded walkthrough, um, of the task being done. And this whole study discovered that millennials aren't the only ones that are helped by visuals. And this is TechSmith's, uh, statistics. 
So 67% of employees are better at completing tasks when information includes text with images or video rather than communications of just text alone. So they did better when you gave them screenshots than when you just did a block of text telling them what to do. Another little fun fact, employees absorbed information 7% faster when it was communicated using text and images than when it was just text only. So you're improving the quality and the quantity of the work being done when you're including images. So that was not just millennials, that was across the board. Food for thought on that one. <laughs> um, and I wanna counteract, and I'm gonna bring another argument into this discussion about millennials um, are, are to you know, we're believed that we don't communicate well because we have our cell phones. And while that is true when it comes to certain situations, you know, like we are attached to our phones, um, we communicate through the internet more, but um, we're, that, that's not to say that we are not willing to communicate. And I think for some, in particular, um, you know, myself, uh, the internet communication and the visual communication is a lot easier for me with someone with social anxiety and depression and issues growing up, um, I was led to believe that communicating wasn't a, a positive experience. Um, I wasn't heard and I wasn't listened to. And uh, I usually got negative feedback when I would say something, regardless of what the topic was. So we sort of like retreat into the technology world where we can put ourselves out there in a safe, neutral zone and be heard. And of course, obviously, there's a whole, that's a whole other topic, like probably a whole other podcast when it comes to the internet and technology and communication. And um, I, I have a lot of feelings about all that. But um, focusing on communication itself we are willing to communicate. In fact, we want more productive and positive communication. And it's such an easy thing to provide. And sticking onto the theme of working, um, working culture, we can provide positive communication space for others. Doesn't matter what generation you are. It's so easy because all you have to do is listen. That's it. That's all we really want. We want to be heard. And if a millennial is coming to you with a proposal or an idea, then just listen, even if you can't approve it, because that's what we're there for. Because at the end of the day, if you want us to communicate more, you have to be willing to provide that space to do it, to bounce off of that whole millennial providing a proposal or an idea. If you can't approve it, uh, provide a reason why. Or if you don't agree with something, provide a reason why. We're a lot more practical than we're given credit for. For example, um, if I go in and I say, hey, can we order this product or this item for the office? And they say, no, we don't have the money for it. That's a logical reason. <laughs> so why would I, uh, you know, if it's something I really wanted, I probably would be disappointed. But at the end of the day, like, logically, if we don't have the money, we can't buy it at the end. Just as if personal life, you can't buy a thing if you don't have the money to do it. So it's, 
logic. <laughs> um, and in that same vein, give feedback. We want to know how we're doing. We actually like having sort of, you know, evaluations that are honest and useful, constructive criticism. And I think for a lot of millennial writers these days, it's easier for us to accept constructive criticism because that's what we're taught to have. Um, you know, we grow up learning how to communicate. I'm going to try and use that word as much as possible. We, we learn how to communicate um, not even positive feedback, but just constructive feedback. Telling another person, I didn't like this thing because of this reason, but here's a way that I think could work. And, and you're not forcing that view and that perspective onto the other person. You're just saying, here's a way to change it. And then provide the ins and outs. We're actually, you know, we want the feedback. We want to know the quality of our work that we're providing. And it's not just us coming in and out, clocking in and out at the end of the day. You know, we want to be proud of what we're doing and we care about what we're doing. And my final uh, suggestion, thought of this rant, um, we're not some ethereal beings. We're humans, just younger and weirder versions of you. We're, we're, you know, we're people and we're messy and we want to be heard just as much as you want to be heard. So it's not you know, rocket science. It's not some complex physics problem. It's um, human nature. It's who we are. And I actually wanted to include a couple links to ways to improve communication in the workplace. Um, just because I like to provide some links. I've been feeling very listicle lately. So that's all I have for this episode, but I want to hear from you guys. Let me know of any suggestion you have for a podcast topic. I want to start getting um, less ranty about, you know, the past jobs I've had, but, you know, obviously including them for if I need to, for comedic relief if I need to. <laughs> but um, I, I, you know, I want to go towards providing something to the listener, if that makes any sense. But you can comment below um, wherever you're listening or send an email to postemploymentpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. And Pep is also available on CastBox, iTunes, Google Play, and also now SoundCloud, if that interests you. And the quote for this week, You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream by C.S. Lewis. Thanks for listening.